Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over-under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of A Hard to Tell Podcast. All you got to do is sign up now and use the promo code BACKPACK. PrizePix will match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So, Join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the Prize Picks app today. Hey, how it's podcast episode two. Oh, five. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca here. Yes, sir. We are closing out the year. You know how you do from rocking with us every year. We do a couple of episodes at the end. This is a hip hop and sports podcast. So we got to do our eight hard to tell hip hop awards for 2021. Should be a lot of fun. We do this every year. Now, on this episode, we're going to be going through some of the categories we do, like song of the year, artist of the year. You rock with us, you know we did that before. The next episode, which will be our last episode of the year, we will go through our top 10 albums of the year. Now, if you remember, in 2017, when Brian and I started doing this, we started with five. Of course, Brian had multiple ties within five and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so we had to expand it to 10, which I think was a good thing to expand it to 10. We had a lot of fun with it last year yeah. when we expanded it to 10. A lot gets left so out, you know? That. Yeah, a lot gets left out. And it gives you a more thorough... I think you would agree, Brian, right? Like a more thorough look at how we come to our decision making mm-hmm. and how we are ranking our albums. So that was Brian's idea to expand it, which I thought was a good one. And uh, we did that last year and we had a lot of fun with it. So we'll have fun with it again this year. But we're going to go into the different categories this year. So let me run through the categories for people, Brian. We got yes. Hip Hop EP of the Year. We got the Hip Hop Song of the Year. We have a new category this year that I literally just made up called Hip Hop Jam of the Year. And that's just a song that you really was feeling. Bump it doesn't have to be the best song, but you just vibed with it, right? So we'll we'll get into that. Hip Hop Verse of the Year, non-rap hip hop album of the year. Uh and we that would be it. Yeah, that that's oh, excuse me. Also producer of the year and artist of the artist year. Artist of the year. Yep. I had I had some of my stuff here out of order and now I have it back. So producer of the year and artists of the year that we will have. So those are the things. All right. We're going to kick this off. with. And we're going to get this out the way. Look, this was not. <laughs> let, let's, let's just be clear about a couple of things here. This, uh, this, this was not a great year for hip-hop EPs, okay? Yeah. Nothing really great. Nothing really amazing. I thought last year Brian and I had 
a lot more to talk about and debate. Not that we really debate debated it, but you know, have to be like, oh, maybe this could be number one, this could be number two. This year, hmm, there wasn't really a lot uh, for me. What, what what do you have to say about the EP selection in hip hop this year, Brian? <laughs> You're laughing like you are disappointed. <laughs> I'll put it to you this way: There's, I'm not going to spoil it for the people, but there's a certain album that came out, and uh, it's not very long. And uh, Dexter texted me before we started uh, to ask whether this album counted as an LP or an EP because we're sort of just kind of reaching in this category. And I responded and said, I love that you asked me this because I was thinking about the same thing this week. This album is an EP. And we may end up actually talking about it. I just want to also say, as yes. far as uh, last year's selection, because last year's selection was good. I'm trying to remember who you had, but I remember I had a Lil Sims' Drop 6. I believe my EP of the year last year was Scott, Sky Zoo and Dumbo Station. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Collaboration that they yes, did. Yes. I think that was my hip hop EP of the year. I really got right. a lot of play he out had of that. Two, so. He had two of the best EPs last and year. And Milestones, the, Milestones. The, the, the Father's Day tribute that Sky Zoo put out last year. Uh, which shout has, out to Sky Zoo. Which has an amazing song in NBA 2K22, by the way. Yes. On the sound. Yes. It does. Which I was very, I'm very happy to hear that because you know, at 2K22, they be putting on some bullshit sometimes. They have a lot of great songs in it. They have made you look, which uh, it's almost the instrumental because there's so many damn things that they censor in that song. Yeah, they have, Yo, they, have they have, they uh, have the Freddie Gibbs joint. Um, uh, God is perfect is on there also. You know, you know what's funny? I was playing the game the other day and I didn't know the song was on the soundtrack and it, it it's it's going to come up in one of our categories here. Uh, so I, I won't say it. I'll, I'll talk about it when we talk about it later. But the song came up, and they had to edit it so much that I was just laughing. I'm like, why is this even on? What's the point? They did it with yeah. Over by Drake many years ago. Right. Like they, yeah, they just do that. But yeah. Um, EP of the year. Uh, yes. I, guess I'll, I guess I'll start us off. Go ahead. Uh, not a ton of honorable mentions. Uh, and one <laughs> no, of them I, no, there is not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm just going to get right into it. My EP of the year is the plugs I met to Benny the Butcher and Harry Fraud. Uh, nice collaboration. I thought it was very good. I didn't like. I didn't play it as much as Plugs One, which had five to fifty, which I gave my hip hop song of the year award a couple years ago. If you remember Dexter, actually, remember five that. to fifty was a fucking banger. Uh, but when when Tony met Sosa is a great joint. Survivor's Remorse, Live By It, Die By It. Um, like there's a whole lot of stuff there. Like I'm looking forward to because Benny didn't put out a full length project this year. Uh, this was nine joints and it was relatively short. But last year, he had Burden of Proof with Hit Boy, mm-hmm. which would crack both of our top tens. I think was in both of our top fives, maybe, if I'm not yes, mistaken. That's correct. Um, so I'm looking forward to whatever's next on the LP standpoint. But, you know, I was held over by this. This came out earlier in the year, so I think people may forget about it. But it is mm-hmm. a fun EP to go back to. And, you know, Benny was being Benny on it. And some people may criticize that at this point because they may be getting tired of the Griselda wave, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's another discussion for another day, but for the purposes of an EP, I was thoroughly enjoyed by this, and this is my EP of the year, uh, winning a category that I didn't feel like was very strong, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I did not think the category was very strong at all. This was up for consideration. So I were doing it first. <laughs> so I were doing it first, get that out the way. Um, I it, it was in consideration for me. It's not something I went back to heavily. Um, some of that, I wonder, I th- as you said it, Brian, I thought about it, like how much of that is me you know, maybe being disappointed coming off of Burden of Proof for Benny, which I thought was so good. Um, and I thought Plugs I Met 1 was better than Plugs I Met 2. 
But for me, I thought the best EP I heard this year in hip hop was Vince Staples that Brian talked about. Uh, and his self-titled EP alluded album, to. What, what, I, what I alluded to, yeah. Whatever you want to talk about. I thought this was a really good listen. I liked it sonically. I am not a big as a Vince Staples fan as Brian is here. But this was one I remember listening to. I remember the first I listened to, I was actually on my way back from taking my daughter to summer camp. Um, and I was like, yo, this is really good. I like this sound. It's a good listen. There was some introspection by Vince Staples. I think it's something people may have slept on from earlier this year. It's a really good listen by Vince Staples. Um, I, I really think so. Who always, you know, pushes boundaries with his raps and his storytelling that I like. He dares to be different. He dares to try things a little bit different. But I like the stripped down sound of this project. Um, I like the rawness of this project. I think a lot of hip hop heads will like this. Um, and I think it was refreshing from Vince Staples. A short project only clocks in at 22 minutes, folks. That's why um, we so counted it as an EP. As an EP. Yeah. Uh, total length is 22 minutes. There is 10 tracks. So, you know, as people look at 10 tracks, like, oh, well, Ill- well, Illmatic was, was you know, nine tracks in 36 minutes. Like, yeah. you got to give me some length with this. There's no songs over three minutes on this. Again, I'm not <laughs> complaining about that. I'm not right. one to complain about length at all. I think it's a really good project. And I think it's actually, in terms of projects, it would probably have cracked my top five of projects this year had it been a little bit longer because of how good it is. I think it's actually one of the best projects. And for me, it's, it's the best EP. So in what is a weak year, and I'm not really sure I can go beyond the plugs I met too to start talking to you about hip-hop EPs that I actually enjoyed this year. Yeah, I, I, I think Brian and I made, mentioned the two best. He had plugs I met too. I have Vince Staples' self-titled album. I thought that was good. Uh, not much to say on EPs. Are you ready to move on? Yeah. I, all I will say is this. Vince Staples was my number two. That's one. And also, uh, for listeners and watchers, if you have any EP recommendations for us for this year <laughs> that we may have <laughs> We missed, will take them. Yeah. You we know, will take the, them. Shoot us a DM, whatever the case may be. We're not trying to disrespect anybody necessarily, but, you know, I, I just... Didn't really, uh, didn't really think this category was that strong. But that said, I did, I, I agree with your sentiments on Ben Staples' album. I do wish it was a little bit longer, though. Uh, and we actually waffled on LP EP, but given length, that's an EP to me. Um, and I have it as my number two EP of the year, barely behind plugs I meant to. So there you go. Yeah. All right, there we go. Moving along to hip hop song of the year. Ooh. This, 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 this is one of my favorite stuff to do because I think that. His songs of the year, at least the way I look at it, it's 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 something that that really hits you in a way that just can resonate with you. Different than Jam of the Year, which we'll get to, but Song of the Year that you just really like, you think it's a a great structured song, a great listen, and just really resonates maybe with you personally or with the masses. Um, I'm always intrigued to hear what people pick on this. My criteria for something may be different than someone else's, but. All right, Brian, what was your uh, hip-hop song of the year? What'd you have? So normally I like to sort of deliberate a little bit and try to not uh, try to not settle on so early, but this was one of those moments where, like, as soon as I heard the song, I kind of knew that it would at least be in the discussion, and I knew that it would be one of my most played and favorite songs of the year. Um, and... It's still it's still the test of time because as we already alluded to, like it wasn't a it wasn't an awesome year. It was a good year. Like there were things that we're gonna end up talking about. But my song of the year is Death Row East by Nas on King's Disease Two. It is it is the most played uh, I think pure hip hop record that I've 
had this year. Spotify mm-hmm. told me so <laughs> in its wrap-up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Death or East was up there. It wasn't my most played song. We'll get to that uh, later on in Jam of the Year. But uh, <laughs> my most played uh, Can't wait to hear that. My most played hip-hop record was definitely Death Row East. It was it was fantastic. It's, it's, it's not even just the bars for me, though, but it's the beat by Hit Boy. It was awesome. It was haunting. It was one of those beats that I wish other guys would freestyle over. Um, it was The production was great. The performance by Nas, like, not just the verses, but the flow, the breath control, the storytelling, the sort of sprinkling in the hook every now and then, keeping us engaged and just, you know, summing all that up within three minutes. And I also feel like there could have been another verse there, but I also didn't feel like it was necessary, like the point got across. Um, it's a song that, much like 27 Summers last year, we joked about this, it's a song that I cannot hear just one time. Like, I need to continue to listen to it if I hear it once and it comes on. So on my King's Disease 2 re-listens, it makes it very difficult for me to just pass track two because I want to keep replaying Death Row East <laughs> over and over. Uh, it was very good, and it was it was my favorite song that came out this year. So Death Row East. Death Row East, Nas off that King's Disease 2. Uh, one of the best songs. I think a lot of people's favorite song of the album. I'm in agreement with Ryan on that. The beat is fire. <laughs> um Hip Boy killed that. I'm, I'm pretty confident we're going to get to Hip Boy later. Hip Boy kills this, and um, Nas's storytelling on this is as fantastic as you would expect from the great Nasir Jones. Um, so I think that's an excellent choice. I really did not know where you were going with Song of the Year. I didn't know, but I do remember you talking to me about how you felt about that song yeah. in the moment. We talked about oh, that yeah. on an earlier <laughs> podcast. That's this change. <laughs> but I, I think where, where Brian and I it's similar for us in terms of song of the year. You talk, Brian talked about a song catching you early and it really resonating with you and just sticks in there for you. When you turn around and you look when your most played songs at the end of the year, there it is. It's, 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 it's right there. Um, this is sort of the same for me. Um, for me, it was on a song that came out very early in the year on an album I think that just resonated a lot with me personally at that time. And it was a song I just loved the production um, on it and it really just stood out to me. It's a very, it's a song more about positivity that I really like. And it's off of the Code of the Friend and Static Selected album, The Love, the fourth track on that. I love the production on that. Jazzy Piano, Scratches by Static, um, the rapping about, from Coda about his passion and, and love for what he does. It just really, got into me this year is personally just finding myself and what I love to do and getting away from some nonsense that I was dealing with before. So that really spoke to me, just the love of what you had to do and how Coda was rapping about it. I love the song. I think it's a beautifully structured song with a great final verse uh, by Coda on that. So for me, that was my song of the year. And when I turned around and looked on my Apple Music playlist, it was my most played song, which I will have to say, I don't always get an accurate description of my songs with my Apple Music. And the reason is, is that I have to account that I share for a lot of music listening. My daughter uses this. So there'll be some Michael Jackson songs up there that I haven't always been bumping, but the number two song in my Apple Music playlist is some Michael Jackson, some other stuff Simone's been listening to. So the numbers get diluted, but Code of the Front did hold down the number one spot, and that was my most listened to hip-hop song this year. So that's my song of the year. The Love, Code of the Friend, really dope song. Check that out. I think we're going to be talking about that album uh, next week. I think I'll, we will. I'll, I'll put it to you that way. But yeah, 
I, I, I think I think those are great choices, and the love was definitely a standout to me on that album that we're probably going to get deeper on. So, I think we'll we, I think we, I think we will. All right, from song of the year, we're gonna move to what makes you feel good, and that is jam of the year. New category, <laughs> hip hop jam of the year. I floated this to Brian, and he was like, "Yeah, I like it. I, I like I like the idea for jam of the year." Like I said, jam of the year different from song of the year. Is a song that really moved you, that really you really liked. You just you kept bumping because it just felt good, not because you thought it was the <laughs> best hip hop song, but because it just made you feel good. I don't know whatever that means to you. Whatever made you feel like do it, Brian. What was your hip hop jam of the year? You're smiling because you know it's probably gonna be ignorant. Uh, yeah, you should keep the camera on both of us because I want to see your reaction. <laughs> uh, here we go. First of all, I, I'm I'm cheating a little bit. Because this is not really a hip hop song. It's more of a Latin trap song. The song is called Tiempo by Osuna, a oh. Puerto Rican artist. Oh. Oh, and it is fantastic. It is my most played song, according to Spotify, that I've played this year over and over and over again. It was like 130 times or whatever it was that it said. I thought it was actually a lot more. Um, it's another one of those things. Like I just kept replaying it over and over and over. I listened to it the most. And... I'll be honest with you, in terms of content, it ain't about much. You know what I'm saying? There's a Cuban woman involved. Uh, he's in Miami. They're going to Dubai. Her ass is crazy. You know, this is my shit. Like, that's sort of that's sort of what it is. Osuna, <laughs> uh, Tiempo, Puerto Rican artist, as I mentioned. And uh, it was a song that I just played the most this year, particularly in the summer, because Tiempo, the song is about weather. Um, and it was, you know, as it started getting nicer out, the song came out. I think the song came out in the spring. I call wind of it. I want to say May, June. Mm. So it was like right after it came out or something like that. And yeah, during the summer outside a little bit more than obviously when it was cold and, you know, it was, uh, you know, COVID, we felt like we were actually getting somewhere at the time and I was fully vaccinated. So yeah, it was just something I was listening to. I was bopping around the city a little bit and, uh, even at home. Was there any was there anything else in contention for you? I forgot to mention that with song of the year. What other things we might have had in contention? Or was there anything in contention for you that you were like, oh, maybe this was close to being jam of the year? Uh, you know, for song of the year, this this is actually up there for me uh, as well. Uh, and I'll, I'll it's fine. There could be that kind of overlap sometimes. Yeah. For song of the year, I will also say uh, J Cole's Amari was another yes. song that I went back to. That a was lot. that was that was up there for me. Woo! Over and over and that over again. That song is a vibe. That was up there for me. In terms of jam of the year, um, runners up. I will say this: <laughs> there's another another Latin trap song. Matt ignorant joint. Yeah, you you were uh, into this Latin trap? Oh okay. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, when Spotify gave me the top genres, the Latin trap was there. I was like, yeah, I was going in this year, especially since I'm trying to like get my Spanish better. I don't know if that's the way you want to necessarily do it, but hey, there's a there's a there's an artist named Ankial, uh, and he featured another artist named Joseph Lee, and they made a song called Italian. Uh, it's a Latin drill record, and uh, it's it's very it's very hypnotizing and haunting, and uh, something that I could picture myself entering an arena to if I was about to fight somebody. Wow, I'm sure you've pictured that before. Oh, the fight really? test is a real thing. I'm gonna make an entire playlist and and post that. I got to do that at some point. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. My jam of the year. Um, okay. It, it really came down to two songs for me. And I remember telling a friend about one of these songs for me. And she was like, oh, I did not think you would listen to that. Kind of understood where she was coming from with this. But 
for me, I, and it was tough because this was down to the why. I could not decide what I was going with, and I decided on one. So it came down to this for me. It was either Time Today by Moneybag Yo or Straightening by the Migos. Oh, both of these songs. Ooh, I love straightening. Both a good of these songs. One. That's a good show. And 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 that's what I ended up with. I ended up going with straightening. Straightening yes. just jams. I love the beat. I would like to see more people freestyle on that. Yes. I love the beat. I actually love Quavo's verse to start that song. Yes. Absolutely. I thought everybody brought it on that song. It's just a good vibe. You can play it over and over. I love jamming to it. It knocks. It passes all the tests. It knocks in the whip. It knocks in your home system. It knocks in your in your earbuds, whatever you're listening to. Just gr- great workout song. Yeah. Like it just passes it. It's a jam I kept coming back to over and over. And I just <laughs> really liked it. And look, you know, I'm not like the biggest trap guy, but there's really good trap songs that I can enjoy. You know what I mean? And I think that's really good. You're not here for the, the lyrical content. Although the lyrical content was fine on this song, but it's really good. But the beat's just really good. It's really infectious. I also got to give an honorable mention to Time Today, Moneybag Yo. I know that song's a little ignorant, but I did like it. That's the song I was talking about in 2K22, Brian. Okay. Where they just take out a whole bunch. It's like, why is this song even being played? You don't even know what Moneybag Yo was saying. But I love the song. I love that hook. Um, and yeah, I actually enjoyed a decent amount of Moneybag Yo's album, actually, that dropped this year. So yeah, that's my jam of the year. But straight in? Nah, man. Nah, nah, nah. Great first single by the Migos off of Culture 3. Really dope and really dope beat. Just really fun song. Just loved it. I'm trying to remember who was the fighter. It may have been Gervonta Davis, but somebody came out to straighten him with Quavo performing, uh, which is shock. I remember, I remember that. I remember that this year. That's a boxing song. You know what I mean? Like, and that, and to Dexter's point. That. That's a song that I definitely played over and over. And I remember it came out after the whole thing with Quavo and Sweetie, where they thought that he assaulted her, but he actually didn't. Uh, and he was annoyed. And you could tell by the verse or whatever. And, uh, you know, I don't know what happened between them, but I know that we got a great song out of this. So, <laughs> yeah, quite, quite, I like I like Quavo, I like Quavo's verse on that. He, yeah. he brought it. Uh, it's really good. So, yeah, that's the first time we did Jam of the Year. Hopefully you like that. Ryan with the Latin Trap, me with the... <laughs> American Trap. There you go. Yeah. That, 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 that's what you get. Both those songs were jamming. All right. Uh, this is one of my favorites because where do you go with this? Uh, is it a guest oh. verse? Is it a verse in the album? Hip hop verse of the year. I, I do not feel. We've done this in different years and I forgot. I remember I thought Brian and I last year were going to have the same verse and we ended up not having the same verse. I believe mine was Method Man uh, on Lemon. Lemon. With, so it was it was a guest appearance. I will say I felt like the best verses I heard this year, uh, most the couple ones that really grabbed me were also guest appearances for me. Um, so I don't know, Brian. I don't remember what you went with last year. Kendrick, I, look over your shoulder. Oh, Kendrick, look over your shoulder on the Buster, which was a really good one. Ridiculous. I didn't go with that because I had heard it before. I heard it so long ago it leaked, yeah. but it was a great verse, and that was fair. Okay, um, what did you go with for verse of the year here? What, what, what was I, your choice? I think it, there's a chance we end up with the same verse. Uh, there's a chance we end I, up with the same verse. I, there's a chance. I'm going to say this. I'm gonna I, say this. See, I think you know what. I think, you, I think I know what you're thinking. And it was in my final, like my top three, but I didn't go with that. I don't know if you know what I think. I don't know if you. Wait. I don't know 
if okay, I think, <laughs> I think that you think that one of my verses is off of the Nas King's Disease Two album. No, that's not where I'm going. Okay, uh, D- Death Row East is one of my runners up for this. I will say that. Okay, it's one of your runners up. Okay, Got and Bedsty is burning. Sky Zoo. I'm forgetting which verse. They're all really good, <laughs> but like there was one that really hit me on that song. Um, that's an album we're probably going to be talking about also. Um, so my verse of the year. This is one where you should keep the camera on both of us also because your reaction to this. <laughs> my reaction the, is the, this might surprise you a little bit, but when I explain it to you, it won't. Okay. This verse was very long and it was fucking amazing. Okay. Okay. It, I, I, I do think I know where you're going now. And it was, <laughs> it was in my, it was in one of my, it was a finalist. If yes. I think it's what you, I think you did, it's a finalist. <laughs> People are probably listening, like, "Yo, say it already." They be taking- <laughs> yeah, like, they're, they're taking so long. But go ahead. I think I, I think I know where you're going with this. Heart attack by Dave. Dave. Heart attack, yes. Dave. Yes. That's my you, verse you, of the year. It, you couldn't go wrong with that. It's a fantastic <laughs> verse. It, it was. It, I was torn. You'll, I'll get to what I get, but it was it was up. The, I was torn between my three, but it was there. For people not familiar, this is a UK artist named Dave. Not Dave from Hulu, <laughs> not Little Dicky. <laughs> I think that's an important distinction because that's an, a completely different Dave. Uh, and as we may get to in our producer of the year category, uh, one of the producers that we may talk about produced a song for a guy named White Dave earlier this year. But that's another story for another day. So there's a lot of Daves running around. Anyway, Dave, Heart Attack. Dave, UK artist, dropped an album called um, We're All Alone in This Together. Uh, came out earlier this year. Uh, I was late to it. Dexter actually hit me to it. We're probably going to be talking. We're definitely going to be talking about that on our album of the album of the year category. But um, you know, he just gets into a lot here. Like I said, it's seven minutes long. Some of it's a cappella toward the end. Uh, and like, if you're going to put a seven minute long verse on an album, then you know that it's going to be about some real shit. You know, the stress as a kid, there's family issues, there's you know, wanting his homies to get out of jail. There's you know, conflicts with social media and people lying and just wanted to be left alone and the mental struggles that all this is done, and all these kind of things and, you know, conspiracy theories and all this shit. Like, Dave just gets into a lot on this verse. And I feel like this could have ended the album. It did not. But it was one of the uh, later tracks on the album. It was great. And uh, Heart Attack is like it was when I heard it kind of like Death Row East. I knew that this was going to be you know, something that we talked about at the end of the year. I had a strong feeling that it was going to be verse of the year when I heard it, um, especially when I heard it the third and fourth time, and I knew it was going to be tough to top. And look, this was the best thing that I heard all year. And I feel like in many respects, it wasn't even that close. Like this was the category where as we started planning this out, as we normally do, where I was like, I I didn't have to think much about it. Like I, I was like, nothing is knocking off Heart Attack by Dave. Maybe Dexter could prove me wrong here with his choice. But, yeah. I, 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 there was something that knocked it off for me, but it wasn't an easy decision. I was really conflicted. I, beside Heart Attack uh, from Dave, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Like, right, and I know most people are like, oh, it's a seven-minute verse song. Like, seven-minute verse. Like, how is it going to be that great? No, no it's, it's yeah. great. Like, yeah. just, just do yourself a favor and, and, and listen to it. Um, for me, it was that the thing off of King's Disease 2 that I thought you were going to go with, thought you were going to go with Lauren Hill on Nobody. Ooh, I thought that's where you that's were going. Really, that's a, that's, that was, that, look, that was something I thought about also. It's written down right here. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was there for me. 
Um, that that was there for me. Uh, but I ended up going with another feature that came on an album that I'm not sure we're going to talk about it. I'm pretty sure Brian won't talk about it. Uh, <laughs> this is off of Donda by Kanye West. Oh boy! And it is Andre 3000's <laughs> verse on Life of the Party. Okay. Um, this to me by Three Stacks. Who, if anybody knows me, I love Three Stacks. I think he is a, a master rapper. And we don't get much verses from him. This showed me why he's a master at his craft. Um, this is a very personal uh, record in which Three Stacks is talking about um, his mom, who he lost, the passing of his mom, and the desire to want to reconnect with her and how he still has a connection to her and going through things from his childhood with his mom. And obviously Kanye, who's lost his mom, but it's a really beautifully written verse and bringing out the emotion that I just thought there that was fantastic. Um, I know Michael Grady, when he came on our podcast earlier this year, talked about how much he loved the verse when he heard it too. I did too. I just think it's beautifully penned. I actually wanted more. A great verse, sign of a great verse is me, one that leaves you wanting more, no matter how much I listen to it. And this happens a lot with Three Stacks verses where I'm just like, damn, how did you write that? How did you bring that out? so descriptively how you did that so good i thought he nailed that here um i easily could have went with heart attack dave too uh so kudos to brian on that because i easily could have done with that i just think the andre verse just hit me differently i really liked what he did there i love the execution there clearly outsides kanye in the song i almost wish andre had the song to himself to be quite honest with you um that's how good that i think that it is um i think it's a great great fantastic guest verse and it just always is like man man we need more three stacks, yo. We we need more three stacks versus like we we need that. We absolutely need that. Um, so yeah, good choices there. Uh, I think there was a lot. Of, I thought la- it wasn't as clear cut to me as last year with Method Man's verse on Lemon, which I thought was fantastic. Oh, um, I struggled way more last year than I did this year. That's interesting. Year. I yeah. felt like last year I was like, oh no, that grabbed me, and I was and nothing ever took it. Um, I could have also went with the last verse on the love with Coda. I thought that was good. I thought that was good. I thought there were some other good verses. Nas Destro East. That also was that's one. I, I that's one I really liked too. There's another um, one he had. Was it? I don't know if it was my Bible. There was a verse there that was really, really, yeah. really good. I think, but there was a couple on Kings as East too for sure, and Lauren Hills as we mentioned also. Yeah, Lauren Hill who showed that she could still do it. So yeah, that was great. Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a patron today. Next up, this is always one of my favorites because like, what else did you listen to this year? You're like, oh, you guys do talk about hip-hop. No, no, no. We give you the non- Hip hop, non-rap <laughs> album of the year. I, I just figured out where you were going, so that I scrolled out. I was like, "What was my?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> this, I mean, for me, 
this was this is an interesting category for because for most of the year I had an album there, and then something came and just knocked it out, and it was like, okay, this this we're not going back here. Uh, Brian, what was your non hip hop album of the year? This year just wasn't. I don't feel like a, a great year for for me with music. So wasn't that Maybe even either, hard yeah. in the non hip hop album? Uh, but go ahead. What was it? I just went with something that I played a fucking lot. Uh, last year, if you remember, I surprised you a little bit. I went with Burner Boy Twice as Tall. That was my choice. I remember last that. Year yes. When we, did, when we did not hip hop album of the year. Yes. Shout out to Burner Boy. Um, this year I went back back into the Latin trap bag, baby. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I went back into the Latin trap bag. I went with Mike Towers. Uh, an album called Like Mike, uh, obviously inspired by Michael Jordan. Basketball, there's a lot of basketball influence in this. It's a long album, so it's not something that I would typically gravitate to. But hey, there's a lot of bangers on this shit. Mirame Ora, Cuando Me Ven, Pin Pin, which samples uh, Perequito Pin Pin by um, Tommy Olivencia, a famous salsa song that uh, if you're of a certain background, you likely grew up around because uh, it came out in the 90s. Um, you know, another song dedicated to, well, I don't want to say dedicated to because he's a dead drug, drug trafficker, but uh, influenced by Amado Carrillo Fuentes, for those of you who watch Narcos Mexico, mm. famous drug trafficker in real life uh, in the 90s, um, who died uh, because of a botched plastic surgery while he was on the run. He was trying to disguise himself and tried to get plastic surgery and it killed him. Um, and uh, yeah, he, his nickname was Lord of the Skies. Senor de los Cielos, and there's a song on this album with that same name, and it's fucking fire. It's really fucking good. <laughs> you, 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 you really got into this Latin trap this year. There's a hard drill record uh, called Balas Locas with John Z. You know what I'm saying? There's a I song gotta, called I got to I got to check this album out. I got to. <laughs> like, I just like, have to. Just there's, this. A lot, there's a lot of songs, so, you know, you can definitely skip some. I, you know, for me, it's not like an end-to-end sort of listen. It's one of those, like, it's a home run hitter, right? Like, there's a lot of joints on it. But the ones that I like, I really like. I played them a lot. There's a bunch of shit there that's, like, I, I don't necessarily, like, I could skip over or whatever. Uh, less than half, obviously. But, like, you know, there's a good amount. Like, I would probably say I like two-thirds of the album. Um, and the rest is kind of like whatever to me. But the shit that I really like, like the songs I'm talking about, oh, I play those a lot. I play those absolutely a lot. And Mira Me Ora uh, is one of the best, one of the best, one of my favorite songs this year to start an album because it's just like, mm. and it, mean, it means look at me now. And it's just one of those things like if I made an album, I would want to start with a look at me now type of track probably. Either that or something that. very introspective, but uh, yeah, it's 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 great. Mike Towers, uh, like Mike, also from Puerto Mike Rico. Towers, like Mike, yeah, Mike Rico. Towers, M Y K E Towers, M Y K E, like <laughs> Mike. Okay, got it. All right, uh, for me, I don't think this is going to be much of a surprise to people because we talked about this on a podcast. Um, but I want to give kudos to what I said in terms of the album that I thought had the number one spot for a time till this one came along. But for me. It was an R&B record that had the number one spot for a good amount of its time this year. And it was it came out at the top of the year. I believe it actually came out on January 1st. It came out like the first day of January. Uh, Jasmine Sullivan's Hotels. Oh, God. Which I really <laughs> loved that album. Really fantastic <laughs> album. Um, that was really, that was just great. Like, just 
fantastic. Good features. I've heard a lot about this project. Ari Lennox, uh, Anderson Pack, who I'll get to in a second. Um, Her is on there. Really great album uh, that I encourage people to listen to if if you can. It it was great. And that was probably my number one non-rap album. But then it became the what was probably my most anticipated album of the year, yeah. The Evening with Silk Sonic. I was just and, about to ask you, did you go that, with this? Yeah, and that came along, <laughs> and I really enjoyed that album. I'm still bumping it a lot. I love it. It's such a vibe. It's a lot of what I wanted on there. Um, I'm looking forward to what those guys do next. Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack, and Evening with Silk Sonic. If you want to hear my thoughts on this, you can go listen to our previous episode. But just love the sound. The clip is that, on social media. Clip is on social media. You can find. I mean, it there. on social media, on YouTube, on Pardon YouTube. Me. I love the sound of this album. If you know me, I love that classic soul, early seventies disco sound. Yeah. So I just love that. Um, can't wait to one day get that eventually on vinyl because I need that. I'm waiting for them to announce pressing of that, um, and hopefully safe enough for me to see them on tour next year in 2022 because I would like to do that. But yeah, an evening with Silk Sonic. Absolutely love the album. It was my favorite non-rap album of the year. And I haven't even listened to it for more than four weeks. So I'm not sure what that says about the year, but it sure says that album was good. I, I can tell you that. All right, we got two more. We got two more to go here. Uh, this is always a fun one. Producer of the year. Um, I, Ryan, I kind of feel like I know where you're going with this. And should we just say it's going to be back to back for this producer? Because I think we're on the same page with this. We might as well just, we don't need to go to both. Look, man, last year, you know, our producer of the year was Hit Boy. (laughs) We are saying that again. Yeah, we are. It's Hit Boy. (laughs) Nobody's producing better than this man. You can argue that last year he was more impressive than this year, but this year he still was so damn impressive. And a lot of it really stems from his work on one album this year, right? Which is. Nas King's disease too. Yep. I mean, he was. Look, we also belabored this on another podcast. It was amazing to see what he did on King's disease, but then to come back and do it again on King's disease too, and have that same chemistry with Nas, and the beat sounding so fresh and so good throughout, and still has a lot of strong replay value. Come on. Also, did an EP with Big Sean. I'm not the biggest Big Sean fan, but. Beast, the beats were crazy. He's done a lot of great, a lot of great work recently on the Russ album. Uh, they just dropped another really good, a good joint, joint on there. Uh, produced a Lucy, a remix of a Lucy with Nas, Freddie Gibbs, and Corday. Life is like a dice game. They got right. credits on. So yeah. this is a guy who just been killing it again this year. Best producer in the game right now. Um, yeah, that's all I got to <clears> say. <throat> Hit boy, producer of the year again, back to back. A couple other joints that he did, a song called Frenesi by Paloma Mami. Oh, here we go. With the Latin, here we go. The Latin trap again. Here we go. Like, this, my, is, this, this is more I gotta of it. I got to give it to Ryan this year because this year he's bringing all the Latin rap into this. And I love it, man. We got we to gotta diversify, man. I love it. I love it. In all seriousness, I love it. I, Paloma Mami is a, is a chick that I learned about earlier this year. She's, she's dope. She's a Chilean artist uh, who... Did English and Spanish on this song called Fredesi that Hit Boy produced, which I found and I was shocked that Hit Boy produces, but it sounds very much like a Hit Boy beat. And she, she did it. I mean, you know, the song's about sex, but you know, what's wrong with sex? Uh, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, it honestly sounds like a beat that Big Sean would do. 
uh, for better or for worse. So, you know, it, it was, I thought it was very well done. What You Need by Don Tolliver, Hit Boy did that. And that was a song that I like. I went to check out the Don Tolliver album that has some, jo- has some joints. Um, and What You Need was probably my favorite. And Hit Boy did that. He did uh, EPMD on Judas and the Black Messiah. EPMD yep. 2 was on King Disease uh, 2. He also did Broad Day, which was on Judas and the Black Messiah uh, soundtrack also, which Hit Boy produced himself and rapped himself. And then he did a praise by White Dave, which is also on the same soundtrack. So Hit Boy's done a bunch of different things. Um, honorable mentions, I mean, not a ton, but I will say that uh, Alchemist had a good year on the underground scene. He had Haram with Arm & Hammer, which a lot of people liked on the underground. Uh, Bo Jackson with Boldy James, which I yep. didn't like as much as The Price of Tea in China, but I did yeah, like Yeah, I thought Price of Tea in China was better. Mm. Yeah. Um, look, the thing with me with Hit Boy, right? And, and Alchemist also had uh, this thing of ours, one and two, two EPs. And I want to shout out uh, Kyle Evans, who did a few beats on the Dave album that we talked about earlier. He mm-hmm. did Verdansk, yep. which is one of my most played songs this year. I love Verdansk. Um, he did Clash. Which I love. Uh, That's one of my favorites on that album. He had production credits on Clash, and he had production credits on uh, Three Rivers, and I think one or two other joints. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, those are a couple of my favorite songs on the album right there. But for me, Hit Boy, uh, in terms of production, I liked... By by like this much, I by by a little little slight margin, I prefer King's Disease 2's production over King's Disease One, but I still think King's Disease One is a slightly better album. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I'd agree with that. I think that's fair. I think yeah. that's I think that's fair. Now, Hit Boy, like we said, another amazing run this year. Just continues to cook up great stuff. Look, I, I hope more artists lock in and do albums with him because we've seen what he's done with Nas. We see what he did with Benny last year. Uh, I hope more artists lock in and do projects with him. And also shout out to Static Select, the former guest of the Ain't Hard to podcast, because yes. he did the collaboration with Code of the Friend, yep. uh, the Dexter Loves, that we're, that is, uh, it's, it's probably going to be in both of our top tens for album of the year. Yeah, so and I, I, some of I love well, the Shout production. out to Static Select also, who's always I love the production on the album. Yep. I, I, I would say Static was probably a number two for me. Um, yeah. but I loved, I loved the production on, on that album. Uh, you know, Stag's cooking up something for next year. So we'll see what he's got coming along with hopefully a record from Joey Badass. So I know some good stuff is coming. All right. Last quarter category before we get up out of here. This is, this should be an interesting one. This is artist of the year. Um, which is very interesting because sometimes it can be artist of the year might be, a, a you know, precursor to, who we might like for album of the year. That's not the case for me this year in the way I voted. That's not how I, I did it. So my artist of the year is not a precursor at all to who might have the album of the year. Um, so I'm kind of giving this away. But uh, yeah, Brian, who did you go with artist of the year? Like, please tell me what Latin trap artist you decided to choose <laughs> for this. Please. <laughs> oh, man. I, look, th- this this was the toughest category for me. I, I, I would agree. I would absolutely agree that this was the toughest category. I definitely agree. I don't because I don't want to pick the same dude for artist and album. Yeah, so, I was trying to avoid that. So I, I managed to avoid that narrowly. But I will say this. My second place guy was Dave, who we've been talking about. Okay. Uh, he was very close for me. And I just don't want to like sort of, uh, I want to differentiate some things, right? Um, his album was great, as we're going to talk about. Uh, he also had a great verse on Getz Project, fellow UK artist, mm-hmm. which was the last rap verse on the album. 
on the yep. 16th record because there's a hook and stuff after that, which tells you, <laughs> you know, how much Guess sort of respects his ability. And I think Guess verse are a big part of this. Lots of emotion on the album, a lot of swag too. We talked about Clash. Clash is a drill record. And look, I like me some drill, as you can tell. But for Artist of the Year, and that last year we both went with Nas, if I remember correctly. Right yes, Beck? that's correct. Yes. I went with Sky Zoo. I went with Sky Zoo this year, who uh, who came out with, I thought, one of the best albums this year, who all the brilliant things, who I just think, and part of this is also like, he's just somebody who's just habitually slept on, which is something I could identify with. Like a lot of people just don't even know about Sky Zoo like that. And he's very, like one of the most underrated artists with an amazing discography of just consistency and sheer, just, you know, just great record after great record and great music and i thought this was a fantastic album and he also had some guest verses that i really enjoyed on the underground that y'all should check out but you know i thought sky zoo had an awesome year and i think in terms of artistry like this album because we have been hearing about this album for a while he talked about the concept with us in one of his earlier appearances mm-hmm. on this show and what this was supposed to be and as a new yorker there's a special sort of something right that that you really enjoy this album with you know, songs like the Bronx is, uh, I mean, Brooklyn is burning, rather. Or bed is burning, excuse me. Bed-Stuy songs like bed is burning, like we talked about earlier. Um, Bodega Flowers, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of shit just hits home. Um, jewelry Joint. Uh, I used to be a trap rapper. Trap rapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I, I, I give it to Sky Zoo, uh, who, you know, who definitely deserved it because that album was fantastic. And just the things that it takes to make an actual album... I thought he very much accomplished that for sure. So nah, Scott, nah, Scott, Scott, definitely salute to him because he put out a really good project. And we know we're definitely intrigued to see what he does next um, in terms of his artistry and whatnot. And you you did something that I thought I did too. I looked at artists who put out a good project, also had some good features, was active on the feature scene. Mm-hmm. I think that matters to me in terms of artists of the year. Uh, for me, I went with a guy, I think I went with him before in this in this when we do this episode of the show um and i just thought he had a really good album this year and has some really good features um and he you know he's a pretty established rapper but it was j cole um i give j cole artist of the year candidate for me he was a candidate for me i thought he had a really strong songs i thought he made a really fun album that was a really good listen that was a focused listen he was rapping his ass off um on the album it was a nice listen then he had guest verses uh, on Wale's song. He also had a guest verse with Joyner Lucas that I thought was really good. So he had some good guest appearances this year that I thought, and I just thought he made a really fun album that I find myself going back to. Brian talked about Amari. That could have been up there for my song of the year or jam of the year. I really yep. love that song, how he yep. played with the melodies on that song. Um, I like that his album is fun. I know a lot of people kind of put it as his second best studio album behind Forest Hills Drive, which I would agree but I like the album. It's fun. I thought he just rapped. He really showed he could still rap his ass off. Um, not a great conceptual album, but like I thought he just really had fun with the rapping. And then he even put that Lucy out, uh, Heaven's EP, where he rapped over um, the Drake track. I'm forgetting off of uh, Certified Lover Boy that he that he did. But like that was a really good good album. So J Cole was out there putting himself out there on features. Had the little Lucy that was out there. I liked what he did. So I, I got to give it to Cole. Uh, Cold World for uh, album of the year. We're still waiting on the fall off. We'll see uh, what he does with that and if that drops in 2022. 
Uh, so we'll see. So that's it. Those are all our categories. Let us know what you think about all these categories. That's it for episode 205. As I said, next episode, <laughs> this is the one Brian's been waiting for. This is the one we break down our top 10 albums of the year. And if you've been around with us, you know that it's a fun one. Like, you know that we have fun with this and we put a lot of time and thought into this for you guys. Uh, it will be our last episode of 2021 before we come back uh, with 2022. Uh, but we had, you know, a good year. So it'll be fun to talk about that for the last episode. We do want to thank uh, and remind you guys, if you want to support the great content that we have at Backpack Broadcasting, be sure to visit our Patreon page. You can give us any donation that you think is great. And we want to definitely, definitely thank all our patrons who continue to support us to allow us to do the great work that we do and as always follow the ain't hard to tell podcast on twitter instagram social media accounts give us a follow the backpack broadcasting channel on youtube and let us know like i said what you think do you agree with us do you like do you think brian was listening to too much latin trap this year <laughs> do you think dexter was not listening to enough trap this year let <laughs> us know what you think we'd absolutely love to hear that so for episode 205 we got one more left in this year in 2022, where we give you the top 10 albums of 2022 hip-hop. Should be a lot of fun. He's Brian Fonseca. Shoot. I'm Dexter Henry. Until next time, y'all. Peace.